0: Rankings Entering week eight of the 2023 college football season, we start at number 14, the Vanderbilt Commodores, who continue to hang out in the cellar. Give Vandy credit, an inspiring performance against Georgia for, you know, quite some time, 13 fourth quarter points. The Commodores had not scored a touchdown against Georgia since 2018, and they scored three of them. In that ballgame, that was probably the most astonishing part of that game. A.J. Swan, I think, is the answer for Vanderbilt at the quarterback position, but obviously the doors were outmatched in that contest. But you know what? Good teams win, great teams cover. Vanderbilt covered against Georgia, but unfortunately it's not enough to move up the SEC power rankings. They stay in the cellar holding on to that number 14 spot. At number 13, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, who were on a bye this past weekend, they stay at that 13 spot. Uh, actually, forgive me, they they are back at the 13 spot. We did have some movement really at the bottom of the SEC power rankings, but Mississippi State in this spot. They got a big opportunity this upcoming weekend against the Arkansas Razorbacks. I believe the Bulldogs are a seven or a seven-and-a-half-point underdog in that game. Um You know, this is a big game for Zach Arnett, guys. This game is huge. Also, by the way, Mississippi State ranks dead last in the SEC in recruiting. So, Zach Arnett needs some positive things to go his way very, very, very quickly. Because a once-proud program under Mark Leach, it feels like it's starting to somewhat fall off of a cliff and fall into the depths of the SEC West. And, of course, no more East and West starting next year. But still, it's starting to really fall down that SEC ladder. Huge game for them this weekend against the Arkansas Razorbacks. At number 12, I've got the Auburn Tigers. Guys, a tough loss for Auburn of the weekend. Um, I thought Auburn was going to hang much tougher than they did. Got blasted by LSU, a final score of 48-18. to 18. It's all about the quarterback position, guys. I mean, what are they going to get on a weekly basis from Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford, that offensive attack, and – um, they got a really, really interesting game this weekend against the old Miss Rebels, a night game at Jordan Hare. So you can expect that it'll be a raucous environment, a crazy crowd. And I think the Vegas spread is reflecting that there's an opportunity, some weird things could happen in this football game, right? You look at the spread. Six-and-a-half, Ole Miss only a six-and-a-half point favorite. I think everybody would look at that and say, I mean, Ole Miss is definitely a better a better team than Auburn. Why is that spread so close? It, it feels like somewhat of a sucker line, but either way, Auburn coming off that tough loss to LSU, they do stay down here at the bottom of the SEC power rankings. Number 12 in our power rankings. At number 11, I've got South Carolina. Uh, guys, the reality is this, you're two and four, your two wins come over FCS Furman and Mississippi state who is at number 13 in the power rankings. And I know guys, many folks will raise or raise issue to the fact that Arkansas is at number 10 and South Carolina is at number 11. Well, you know, they don't have an SEC win yet. What's good guys. Arkansas plays Mississippi state this weekend. I I think that's more than likely going to change, but guys, When you look at the Gamecocks, the one positive going for them right now is Spencer Rattler, right? It really does. Like, people hate to hear it, and they take it as such an insult. But, guys, it's just the reality that I think we need to embrace. This is a one-man football team. This is a one-man wrecking group. Give credit to Xavier Leggett. Give credit to Mario Anderson. But, like, none of it happens without Spencer Rattler. This is probably a one-win football team. It is a one-win football team without Spencer Rattler. That's the thing to hang your hat on. But the defense is atrocious. The special teams isn't winning a game like it used to. And uh, South Carolina is staring down the barrel of a potential four or five-win finish in year three of Shane Beamer. So 11th in the SEC power rankings is where I have South Carolina. And again, I think it's well-deserved after that showing it's the Florida Gators losing that game and not just losing, but allowing Graham Mertz to have a career day and losing the game on your home field with extra time to prepare. It's inexcusable for a number of reasons. Again, guys, like I mentioned, at number 10, I've got the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas showed me something over the weekend. I I know it was in a losing effort. Don't get me wrong. I thought Arkansas, though, showed a lot of heart. A lot of fight, and I, th- I thought this was a team, guys, that had given up on the season. They have not. They have not. And, and you know, I tell you this. I can't tell you guys right now that if Arkansas and South Carolina played on a neutral field, that I picked the Gamecocks. I, I, I just, I don't know that I could tell you that right now. I don't know that that's the case. I, I don't know. I just genuinely do not know. My confidence level, obviously, as you could tell, would not be very high. So that's that's another one of the reasons I've got them ranked 10th. I mean, you love K.J. Jefferson's game. And, again, this is a guy, another quarterback, that's doing all he can to to help his team and get the victory. And I think he's doing all he can in a what feels like somewhat of a flawed offensive system with Dan Enos. And Rocket Sanders is out. We know Rocket Sanders is also going to be out for this game against Mississippi State. So what Arkansas is doing, trying to overcome not having one of their best players, arguably their best player, in Rocket Sanders you know, Arkansas, in a losing effort, showed me a lot of heart, a lot of fight, but this is a big one this weekend, guys. I I think this is the game, and I, I think Arkansas and South Carolina guys are in very similar positions in the sense that both need to lock in for the long haul with their respective head coaches. I, I think both need to do that. I think it would be the wrong move to pull the trigger so early in their tenures. This is a game this weekend, though, for Sam Pittman. He has to win. I mean, this is as must-win as it gets for Sam Pitt. You lose to Mississippi State on your home field, and I think Hog fans are going to demand for heads to roll. Speaking of heads rolling, that might be happening soon in College Station. At number nine, I've got Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M, guys, is just the kings of disappointing. I mean, they, they are just... It, it's incredible to watch the demise and the downfall of Aggie football. It, it really is, and I think Jimbo Fisher. As you sit now four and three, you got to really—if you're wearing the maroon and, and you're the twelfth man—you got to take a step back and say you need to prepare. I think for life after Jimbo, like the the, the search should begin now. It, it should the search for a new head coach. At least surveying who is out there. At least be willing to survey and say, okay. If we made the move, if we pulled the trigger, who would we go get? I think you at least got to do that, guys. I think you at least have to do that. I mean, it's it's just every time you have any sort of expectations for Texas A&M, they fall flat on their faces. And if they had a coach that was worth a damn in that Tennessee game, Texas A&M wins the football game, guys. I'm so tempted to put A&M 14th, guys, because Vandy's a worse football team, State's a worse football team, but those teams have low expectations. There's no team more disappointing who falls more flat with more talent than Texas A&M. At number eight, I've got the Kentucky Wildcats. Guys, Kentucky, I mean, got exposed, right? Kentucky, simply put, they're a good football team, but they are never going to live up to their potential as long as Devin Leary is mid. Like Devin Leary, you could say he's been the most disappointing player in the SEC. Like he he has been one of the most disappointing players to this point in the SEC. I, I mean, every week it's like 14 of 27 for 150, two touchdowns, two picks. Like every week he's such a pedestrian quarterback. It's just, it's not even funny. And like I'm not saying that to slight Devin Leary or talk crap on Kentucky. I think Kentucky fans will probably agree on your home field, up 14 nothing early, and you let Mizzou just boat race you. Kentucky at number eight. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. Or head over to gametime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S P or S U P, for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and game time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to gametime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Number seven. The Florida Gators, guys, they deserve to move up. I I think Florida, you know, we Florida was the punching bag of the SEC over the summer. They were. They were the punching bag of the SEC. They were that team that everybody picked on. Florida's gonna be no good. Graham Mertz, 14th best quarterback in the SEC. I'm guilty of it. Listen, I picked Florida to go five and seven this year. I I listed Graham Mertz as the 14th best quarterback in the SEC. And it's just about time we put some respect on Florida. I'm not telling you they're going to win eight games or challenge Georgia, but, like, they sit at 5-2 and right now going in their bye week. And, you know, the two losses, obviously that embarrassing loss to Kentucky, but that feels more like the outlier than anything right now. The other loss to Utah, which over half the teams in the SEC would have lost that season opener to Utah. You know, Graham Mertz should be regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, guys. I I mean, and that Gators' offensive attack, I mean, they they were fantastic against South Carolina. Now, was that just a product of South Carolina being inept or has Florida turned a corner? We shall see. But you got to put some respect on the Gators, man. Five and two overall, by week. Then you got the Georgia game, which all of a sudden looks that much more interesting with Brock Bowers not being available and the way Florida's playing. They've got Arkansas down the stretch. That's a winnable game. You know, it gets really tough for them in the second half, but all in all, a really impressive performance by the Florida offense against South Carolina. Also, just showing the, you know, the, the, the clutch factor was the thing that stood out to me the most. But it's time we, we, we come to grips with, and it's time we put respect on Florida because we, we all had our fun using Florida as the punching bag over the offseason and and picking on the Gators and picking on your old Sunbelt Billy and Graham Mertz, 14th best quarterback, and Florida stinks. They're to go, hey, Vandy might finish ahead of Florida. Like, we all had fun with that conversation, but now I think it's time for folks to face the music. The Gators are 5-2, and two and they just beat South Carolina. You got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, guys, at number six, I've got the Missouri Tigers at number six. I was tempted to rank Mizzou higher. But six feels like the right spot here. And also because, guys, I've got Tennessee at number five. Both of those teams won this past weekend. And as impressive as what Mizzou did in Lexington, it wasn't enough to to bump Tennessee out of the five spot after they won as well. So, Mizzou at number six. Obviously, Gamecocks travel to Como this weekend. Six and one. Mizzou's already bowl eligible, guys. And early in the season, it was, oh, look at the schedule. They fluffed the schedule. Guys, You can say Kentucky's a fraud all you want, and and they may not be all that, whatever, but Missouri went in there and dismantled them. And this is also a Missouri team that went toe-to-toe with LSU for quite a while, right? Went toe-to-toe with LSU. So this is a good football team. Missouri is a damn good football team. They're a legitimate team. I don't know if it's 6-1. and I don't know that they have enough to challenge Georgia, let's say, in the SEC East. I don't know if they're, they're quite there yet. But Missouri's legit. Missouri is a damn good football team, and um, it's going to be a real, real test for South Carolina this weekend. But Brady Cook at the quarterback position is in a zone. You know, even when Leith Luther Burden had two catches last weekend, Theo East Junior steps up. Like they do, they've got real dudes across the board, and they've still got a really, really, really talented defense that I think flex their muscles a little bit in Lexington as well. So, it's going to be interesting how they fare against South Carolina. Obviously, they shift tons of confidence. Four straight wins over the Gamecocks. That game being in Como, battle for the Mayor's Cup. Mizzou sitting number six in our power rankings. And again, guys, as I mentioned, number five, I've got the Tennessee Volunteers. A, a big win. A big win on the home field. A lot of folks are going the Texas A&M route. Maybe Texas a and is going to wake up in the line of scrimmage and all that. And, you know, I, I think Tennessee's biggest question mark is that You know, Joe Milton, what do you have at the quarterback position? He did everything he could to throw that game away. But you can also look at it on the flip side. Like, how encouraging is it that even when Joe Milton didn't play well, you used a really nasty defense and a running game, and you won ugly. But the key word is there, you won, right? Whether it's ugly or it's sexy or however you do it, you'll take wins every day of the week. So a big win for Tennessee against Texas A&M. Um, and I I think the balls are set up really well, guys, going into this weekend, the third Saturday in October against Alabama. That one is going to be a ton of fun to watch. At number four, I've got the LSU Tigers. Really impressive showing, guys. Jaden Daniels uh, keeps doing his thing, and I I think that win over Auburn, that 48-18 win, that was sort of the get-right, feel-good game for the LSU defense. Now, Can they continue to play at that level? Can they carry that over? You know, they've got Army this weekend. Shouldn't be much of a test. I think LSU is like a 30-point favorite. Then you got the bye. Then you have Alabama. So it's all building up to that Bama game, right? Everything is, is culminating in that Alabama game, which is kind of what we expected in the preseason. LSU stays at number four if they can continue to make strides defensively. That's the big question for LSU because you know you have the offense. Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Logan Diggs, Brian Thomas Jr. on the outside. But what do you get out of that defense moving forward? That's the big question mark. At number three, I've got the Ole Miss Rebels, guys. Ole Miss had the bye week and a chance to get healthy for them. Jackson Dart had been suffering some injuries. Some other guys on the side, Quinshawn Jutkins, right, getting him back to 100%. Big game, a scary spot for Ole Miss this weekend at Auburn, a tricky game under the lights at Jordan-Hare. Uh, but Ole Miss, after the bye week, they stay in our number three spot. At number two, I've got the Alabama Crimson Tide. They're staying in a two spot for now.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
0: Bama's got to show something this weekend. Man. It's it's crazy to me how bad the offensive line is. It's stunning. It's stunning. Uh, Jayla Milro, I think, you know, was was solid, not great against Arkansas, but it was just, it was a weird performance for Bama against Arkansas. Like just sloppy, like not what we're used to seeing from the Alabama Crimson tide. Just we're not used to seeing that, right? So, um, a big weekend, again, third Saturday in October, one of the most fun rivalries in the SEC now that I think Tennessee's put some juice back into it. But a big revenge spot, obviously, in Tuscaloosa. A massive game for Nick Saban and company. And at number one, the Georgia Bulldogs remain. Uh, some, again, a sloppy game at Vandy. What can you really take away from it? A 17 point victory. The bigger, the bigger storyline coming out of that, how will Georgia fare without Brock Bowers, right? The Dogs, they go on their bye week. They prep for the Florida Gators and the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, which should be a ton of fun. But, uh, you know, life without Brock Bowers, it's a real thing, and they couldn't have afforded to lose him at a worse time. When you see the slate of games they have upcoming and the stretch that closes out the season, and who knows, maybe the SEC East gets wacky. But for now, guys, obviously the Georgia Bulldogs, the creme de la creme in the SEC in the very top, and Georgia remains number one in our SEC Power Rankings.